Hey there, everyone. Uh, Jason back uh, with my latest podcast. Uh, doing something a little bit different today. Um, going to be doing a album review of a Data Remembers latest uh, drop, being yesterday. Uh, the album called "You're Welcome." Uh, well and truly overdue. This album. Um, it was originally released to be. Um, originally supposed to be released in late 2019 and due to uh, album problems and uh, COVID and all that sort of thing, um, it's taken until now for them to release the album. Um, I'll be honest um, in this review because, um, and I'm not going to, um, well, I'm going to kind of give it away right at the start. I don't think it's a great album. Um, I don't think it's been very well received so far, but I'll just go into the reasons why. Um, so Data Remembers' first album was released in 2005, um, and their name was Treason. Uh, a lot of people don't really rate the album. I personally think it's pretty good, um, and they redid the album in 2008, named Old Record, uh, which is a terrific album, um, well-produced and that sort of thing. Uh, the original album in 2005 was kind of hit and miss in terms of production, but a few very good songs on there. Over the years, they've got a huge fan base from re releasing fantastic records such as, uh, I mean, you name it, um, Common Courtesy, uh, Homesick, What Separates Me From You, um, and arguably my favourite the 2007 album, uh, which was For Those Who Have Heart. Um, so over the years, they've produced some fantastic records, um, Bad Vibrations being their most recent one before You're Welcome in 2016. Um, few heavy songs on there, a few hit and miss songs. Um, uh, and it, it, it was pretty clear that they were going down that path of the sort of more poppy style as opposed to the more heavy, intense, you know, full of breakdown type of music, which is what I don't remember I'm mostly known for. Um, so the first single off this record, uh, You're Welcome, was Degenerates back in, I think it was either August or September 2019, so quite a long time ago. Um, and because they did some stuff previously with Marshmallow and that sort of thing, which wasn't bad, but... I could just tell that they were going along this, that along this road of more of a, a poppy kind of sound as opposed to a, a more heavy kind of, um, heavier kind of um, road, I guess you could say. Uh, and then after, after that, it was Resentment in November 2019. Uh, Resentment for me is the heaviest song on the record, at least from what I've heard. Um, it's not bad. The breakdown's a little bit hit and miss. Uh, for me, it's just not really that, that heavy, but, and then you got Mind Reader, which was, um, just after the pandemic had just hit, uh, which was originally when they were supposed to release the record for the second, um, time, uh, because the first delay was due to the record and how it sounded, but then obviously the pandemic hit and that's meant further delays um all 
you know, in my opinion, for way too long, but I can kind of understand the reasoning behind it. Uh, Mind Reader was released in April 2020. It was, it was okay. It wasn't wasn't fantastic by any means. Uh, and then they, later on in the year, um, so November last year, they released Brick Wall. Now, Brick Wall is just an absolute mess of a song. It's just... It, it just doesn't make any sense. Um, you know, there's parts of it I don't mind. Um, it doesn't so much have a chorus. It's more of just like guitars, just in a very simple riff kind of thing. It's 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 a bit odd. Um, and then the start of 2021, uh, they released a much slower song, uh, Everything We Need, which is sort of, I guess, trying to go for, say... Uh, God, I can't remember the name of the song. Um, if it means a lot to you, by uh, on Homesick Record, they're kind of going for that sort of vibe, I guess. It's it's okay. It, it's it's nothing like that. I'll listen to over and over again. Uh, I thought it was alright. It was a decent attempt. I could see what they're going for. Um, so the album came out last night. Um, now, admittedly. I haven't listened to the entire record in terms of um, no, every single minute. So the record is 46 minutes long. Now you think about it, 46 minutes long, you know, it might not sound, but it's, it's got 14 songs on there. So, I mean, most the longest song on here is uh, Resentment, I believe. Yeah, Resentment, 3 minutes, 47 minutes long. I mean, I don't remember, to be fair, don't release... I guess two longer songs. Some of their songs can go for four minutes or so, but I mean the longest song going for three minutes forty-seven out of fourteen songs is uh, a bit crazy if you ask me. But uh, I guess it's, it is what it is. Now, apart from the singles, now I'll go song for song. Well, I can't really go song for song to be perfectly honest with you because I haven't really listened to the entirety of the songs, but. At the very start of the song, you just know where it's going to go straight away. Now, it, it's kind of nice when you listen to certain Day to Remember songs and they sort of sound, sound a little bit... <coughs> excuse me. It kind of sounds like it's a little bit of a surprise because it will start off with like a simple guitar riff and then it'll start to get heavier, like a lot of songs on Homesick and Common Courtesy and that sort of thing. But this record, it's just, there's no surprise factor in it. It's just, it's all, um, you know, the first couple of seconds you listen to it, particularly on songs like Degenerates and um, Bloodsucker and a few of the other songs on there, I was just like, I, I could tell where this song is going. Um, Bad Friend, so Last Chance to Dance, was the one song I think that I actually listened to a little bit more just because it sounded... It sounded like they were going back for that heavier style. But my goodness, the end of the song, the uh, attempt... I don't know if that's an attempted breakdown or whatever they're trying to go for. Uh, it, it, it just sounded so lackluster. I mean, there's already reviews going around from certain places saying that this album feels rushed and that sort of thing. I mean, my goodness, this album was supposed to come out nearly 18 months ago. And yet it still feels like it's a little bit rushed in terms of uh, the, the way the songs are done. There's not much in the way of guitars. 
There's nothing really that interesting on the drums for me. I mean, the drums for me on some of the songs sounds just ridiculously um, overdubbed for me. Um, the riffs aren't really that exciting. Um, some of the singing's not bad from James. I mean, he's still got an excellent voice. I'll give him that. Um, but but in terms of what I've heard so far, and I'll obviously give it more of a listen uh, in the coming days, now that the album is fully out, finally. Uh, my first impressions of this album is not, not great. Like, you know... The thing is, the reason why I say that, and it's not just to be negative, it's a data remember has a very strong reputation. Um, you think about their, arguably their two or three best albums, which, um, you know, are for, for me, between What Separates Me From You, uh, Homesick, and For Those Who Have Heart, I mean, obviously people are going to say Common Courtesy, some people even might say Bad Vibrations. Um, even some people will say this record and that sort of thing, but... A day to remember in particularly in the early 2010s and, and that sort of thing, it, they had a certain energy and a vibe behind them that it, it felt like almost they could do no wrong in terms of even their filler songs for a lot of people were excellent songs. Like, because you could, it had a lot more meaning for it. It was heavier. The drums sounded more interesting because there was just more going on. The guitar riffs were... There was far more guitar riffs and um, even, I'd say solos, but there weren't so much solos. as more just... Um, yeah, I guess that's the only word I can use for it. But there was just a lot more to it. And then when you go to see see them play live and you hear songs like homesick or second sucks or uh what's the song called i've forgotten what the song's called uh can't remember what it is it's the first song off um uh what separates me from you i can't remember what it's called now i have to do some research um what other songs uh yeah, Mr. Highway, you know, uh, paranoia, paranoia as well. Uh, you know, it's, it, they're just all these songs, like, um, even they don't play very often anymore, but even when they play songs like You Had Me Hello and, uh, you know, All Signs Point to Lauderdale, that's a great song. They play that really, really well live. Uh, what else? Sticks and Bricks, that's it. When that song comes on, it's, it sounds crazy because it's just so heavy and, but it's it's intricate and they also particularly Mr. Highway, which they occasionally play first live. They they fit melodies in in amongst the heaviness, so there's just that extra layering to the songs. Um, but it just has none of that in their more recent stuff. A lot of their stuff in bad vibrate bad <laughs> bad. <laughs> Bad Vibrations, a lot of that music had that as well. And and it's just like, the thing that set A Day to Remember apart from a lot of those bands was they were, tr they were doing something quite unique in a sense of they were quite heavy, but they also had the ability to produce great acoustic stuff. Uh, they had uh, have an excellent singer in Jeremy McKinnon. Uh, he's one of the, one of my favorites. 
But now that they're going down this poppy path, it, it just feels like it's just stuff that you've heard before. It, it just doesn't sound like it's anything new and fresh. Like that, you know, that yes, it's over years into the pandemic. We're still in a pandemic, you know. I can understand their reasoning behind delaying the album, but give your fans something to cheer about. You know, you, these people had to wait nearly 18 months for you to release a record. A lot of these people, a lot of your fans are going through probably their worst times in their life. And, you know, I, I know a data member obviously wanted to delay the record because obviously they can't tour at the moment and, and that sort of thing. So I, I get all that. Now I'll get into the, the biggest problem I have with this album is even before this album was released, I knew they were going to have problems with it because they signed with Fueled by Ramen. Now, Data Members already had enough trouble with their previous labels. I mean, with Victory, um, they had massive problems with Common Courtesy. Um, so they, um, bad vibrations was bad, bad vibrations. God, I can't even speak today. Um, that was, that was fine, but then they signed for a new label for You're Welcome, and it's just, I've heard other bands join Fueled by Ramen, and I've listened to their stuff, and it just sounded awful, and as soon as a Dano member signed with them, I knew that this album was going to be an attempt to sound heavy when it's not, and, and it's, you know, when you hear attempted breakdowns in songs like, uh, you know, like even they try to even do it in um, degenerates. They try to have an attempted breakdown, and it's just yeah, it's it's just so lackluster. Like brick wall, um, the one in resentment is just pitiful. It's a good, it's a decent song. It's probably my favorite of the entire record, which doesn't say much. Uh, yeah, it, you know, I'm, I I want to try and be positive with these guys, like. You know, I know it's tough for them releasing an album in a pandemic, but I mean, this has just been delayed and delayed and now that's been released and now you listen to the music, it feels somehow forced and rushed um, when, you know, it. they gave themselves so much time um, and in making this music, it's, it, as I said, it's, it's nothing new and it's not a path that I feel like a data remember should be going by because a data remembers old stuff and even some of their newer stuff in 2016 so on sounds great because it it just sounds like they're doing what they're supposed to be doing in terms of the music the production um the singing you know instruments and, and all that it just sounds like they're doing what they're supposed to be doing whereas this album I just feel like particularly some of the guitar choices and that sort of thing it feels like it's just an afterthought like they've produced the song and then gone oh why don't we just add in a riff a simple sounding riff you know it, it's just I don't agree with it but I guess a day I remember doing what they, they want to do. Um, a lot of them are married now. So, uh, I question whether this might even be their last record. Um, yeah, cause a few of them have even got kids and, and that sort of thing. 
Um, yeah, it, I don't remember really need to, you know, you go on their fan pages and you hear all these people complaining about going back to the old days and, you know, some fans will, you know, curse them for saying that and that sort of thing. At the end of the day, that's what they're best at. And when you see a band doing something that they doesn't feel right, it's like, think of Megadeth, if anyone out there has listened to their stuff. I've listened to a heap of their stuff, probably more than anybody else for the last three years. And you listen to albums like Rust in Peace and Peace Cells, which is their kind of music. That's what they do. That's what they're best at. And then you hear albums like Cryptic Writings and, and Risk. And you just think, why why are you doing that? It's like they're trying to be a poppy rock kind of band. I, I get it was the late 90s and the music scene was shifting from a more heavy metal to a more uh, mainstream sound. I, I get that. But at the end of the day, I mean, Megadeth released Dystopia in 2016 and it was arguably one of their best records, you know, and that's 2016, you know, um, you know, it, it doesn't matter the year, if a data remember release an album that's on par with Homesick or any of those sort of records, nobody is going to complain, and you're always going to have a fan base who will buy your records if you produce similar tier quality albums, and I feel like a data member have just missed a missed a trick on this record. Um, so, so far, I'll give this album a three point five out of ten. Um, perhaps I might look to revisit that um, once I listen to the album in its entirety. A uh, bit disappointing, really. You know, considering how much time they had to release this album, I get the reasoning as I said before a few times, but. At the same time, it's like they had all this time to make sure that, you know, the album was a Dead to Remember record level. And, and this is another reason why I think the album kind of falls below expectation is because they have those lofty expectations because of the type of albums they've released previously. So, yeah, a bit disappointing. Um, yeah, as I said, I'll listen to it more as time goes by. Uh, given what I've heard so far, I'm not too sure if I'm going to change my rating, but, um, give it a listen. Um, you know, a lot of people out there may like it, you know, who are more into a more softer kind of pop rock-ish, I I guess you kind of have to put along those lines. Um, but I'm sure myself, along with pretty much every other bigger Data Remember fan, um, probably tonight we'll just be putting in homesick or or something like that, um, and just wondering, you know, what could have been, I guess, from, um, I guess what's supposed to be their kind of level, and I you know I'm not I'm not expecting them to release the same kind of album, but that sort of quality is where they should be, you know, and considering the skills of all the band members and the kind of people they can hire to produce an album. For me, that's the level they need to be reaching. But at the end of the day, I'm sure this album will make them a lot of money. Um, and, you know, I'm sure they're not complaining because they, 
they seem to be doing what they want to do. But as a huge Adena Remember fan, I just can't help but be disappointed in this album. Um, but anyway, that's my thought. Um, give it a listen. Uh, see what you think. And yeah, I'll catch you on the ne- next podcast. Cheers. <laughs>